Well, hey, thanks for taking this opportunity to join us. I'm calling this Introductions, and this is an opportunity for me to introduce my friends to my friends. And so each week, I want to take some time to, uh, to help you to meet some people who have been influential in my life. And I am really excited today to introduce you to the founding and senior pastor of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. Um, he is an incredible teacher. He is a great leader. He is a real shepherd. And his last name is Gilligan. He is my brother, Tim Gilligan. Tim, thanks for joining us today, man. Ah, Pastor Gilligan, thank you for thank you for having me. This is such a great idea. I might steal it, and uh, I'm just honored to be a part of it. And I just want to say I am so proud of you, seriously. Oh. And, and I like your shirt. Well, I was going to say, we did not coordinate this, but boy, no. we look, look good, don't we? Yeah, we do. So, well, thanks, thanks for doing this. And um, you... Uh, you mentioned Pastor Gilligan. I don't think there's ever a text message or a phone call that we don't we don't start or end with Pastor Gilligan. This is Pastor Gilligan, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So, well, Tim, thanks for for taking the time to do this. I know probably two or three times in the last couple of years we've tried to arrange a time for you to come and speak at Calvary. And I think little things like threw it off like a hurricane yeah. and, uh, and some other stuff. But uh, we're, we're going to work to make that happen. But I'm just really stoked to be able to introduce you um, to Calvary's folks today. Here's kind of a bit of a loaded question. But if you had to maybe tell your life story in, in three minutes, what would, uh, what would that sound like? Uh, I was born in Warren, Ohio. Yeah. And then my, my parents... Your dad, my dad, uh, moved to Florida, and um, so I grew up in Central Florida. Um, probably, and I'm I'm trying to track it. Third, fourth grade, my parents divorced, and and then my dad, your dad, moved back to Ohio, and I would come up summers, and uh, that's when I met you, and uh, <laughs> you've always been just leaning forward, just uh, you know, just a, a a real authenticity about you and a genuine love for God. And I really attribute, attribute a lot of that to your mom, my stepmom, Vera. She is a saint and an angel, and I'm forever grateful. She was always so good to me. So then I, uh, as I grew up, I became a musician, a trumpet player. Yeah. And, uh, and I got to travel all over the place with that. And it was while I was traveling with some Christian music groups last century that um, I realized the call of God on my life. And so I've served in a number of churches. And then in 1989, uh, we founded, 31 years ago, we founded um, uh, Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida, Central Florida. So it's been a wonderful ride. And then in 2008, 2009, I decided to go back to, to school and so I did my uh, bachelor's in theology and ministry. It kind of got a bug on it. So then I uh, got my master of arts, minister of leadership. And then I went all the way and got my doctor of ministry at uh, AGTS, the Assemblies of God Seminary in Springfield, and graduated in 2018. And so a little older to do that, but it just added to my life a whole, a whole lot. And uh, so I've got five children. They're all grown now. The youngest is uh, a sophomore at the University of Florida. Uh, I have three grandchildren, one on the way. My oldest son is in ministry with us. 
Um, my oldest daughter works for Barna yeah. Research. She's on their executive team at editing and writing and living in Nashville. Uh, I have a son who's a musician and a freelance videographer, a daughter and her husband, uh, educators, and uh, he's getting his master's. And as I said, my youngest is engineering student at University of Florida. I've uh, been married to Alicia for 35 years and um, God is good. Yeah, awesome. You know, we've got a, we've got a few folks too that uh, attend Calvary here in Toledo and then yeah. spend their spend their winters not too far from you in Ocala, and so they'll they'll go to church here on a Sunday to hear Pastor Gilligan preach, and then when they're in Florida, they go to church on a Sunday to hear Pastor Gilligan preach. They've got a Pastor Gilligan habit. Has to be <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and sometimes we'll have we'll have this little debate about who's the better preacher and mm. and and who's better looking. And uh, yeah. so far, you win on both accounts. Is, is well, you know, and they, you know, better looking, better preacher. I always, you know, the temporal and the eternal. You want mm -hmm. both to count. Yeah, that's you could put some scripture to that and give an altar call. That was good. <laughs> that was good. So, um, you know, I, I, we're in such a weird season right now with mm. everything that's going on with the coronavirus, and you know, whether whether you're in Ohio or Florida, like it is, it is there's so much uncertainty, things that are shaking. You've, you've led through some really unique seasons like this, not, not in the same way, but, but like with hurricanes, I know and we've talked about this a little bit. It's a little bit different from what we've experienced in Ohio to have to walk through people with people when, when you're in a crisis like this, mm -hmm. are there some thoughts that, that maybe you'd share just from leading in crisis times, uncertain times that might be helpful for us in a time like this? Um, yeah, um, I think things get real simple at that point. And you don't want to give, you know, here's the 12 reasons for the 11 principles of the this or that, you know, you want to get down to the bottom of it. And for me, like if I were to ever get a tattoo, um, which I might, um, uh, it would be that we are never alone and we are never without help. So I think if you boil the whole Bible down and God's um, promise and intention toward us um, is that I can say, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, think about that. That's probably the worst road you could be on is the valley of the shadow. So I say the valley of the shadow or whatever. Um, he said, I don't have to fear. Why? because he's with me and he won't forsake me. So I'm never alone. I'm never without help. So I think it gets real simple um, and real clear because people can't pay attention much when they're stressed out. So you, you've got to say, here are the goods and they're proven. And then they better see something in your eyes hmm. that, that you know this, this is real. Um, because if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, you know, the, the people... People are not going to re respond to that. So um, I have a mentor. One of my mentors is up in Brooklyn, New York. And he says that progress is usually preceded by crisis. Huh. So to encourage people that, hey, this is not the end. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on Easter. Um, maybe by the time people see this, Easter will have passed. But um, my bottom line for Easter this year is this. And I'll start it with my Good Friday message. I'll talk about it, uh, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter. And it's this, the worst thing is never the last thing. 
So people have to know that we walk through, we will get through, this too shall pass. And they need to hear confident, not hype, but confident and loving and clear, um, you know, words that they can get a hold of. Um, and that gets them through. And then just remind them to look back the faithfulness of God. You know, that think what, you know, it's how David was able to stand up to a giant. He said, he delivered me from the paw of the bear. He delivered me from the paw of the lion. And he will deliver me from this big guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, it's knowing the history of God and then he never changes and he's with us now and he will get us through this. So that gets you through hurricanes. That'll get you through this. And I wish I knew when this was over. Um, we, we don't. So, you know, we kind of started this whole thing out in faith. You know, when it first hits faith, faith. Well, there's a little adrenaline in there too. But we get several weeks into this, the adrenaline starts to die down. So instead, of, instead some people start to get discouraged. But it's Hebrews 6, 12. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So I'm just really encouraging people to toward patience and then myself, you know, and patience really is just constancy is to stay the same, keep doing the right things, trusting God and he, he will get us through. That was a long answer. That was a good answer. And, and you know, <laughs> part of it too is like, even as I'm listening to, to what you're saying there, it's easy for somebody who's watching this. If, if they don't find themselves in a place of pastoral leadership, or if they don't find themselves in a place where they're, you know, maybe giving oversight to, to a group of people or something to say, well, that's easy for you to say, pastor, but everything you just said applies in our homes as well, doesn't it? Like it's and in leading yeah. ourselves. I think so. I think so. And then as a leader too, and I've had to learn this, and I know you know this as well, the encourager has to be able to encourage themselves. Mm, that's good. You know, we have to know what it takes. Sometimes I'll say to somebody that is close to me and they're a little discouraged or whatever, I'll say, how would you counsel you? You know, when, you know, so we know the truths and sometimes we have to counsel ourselves on this and, and like David did, keep himself encouraged in the Lord. Tim, you had, if you don't mind telling a little bit, um, trying to remember now exactly how many years ago that you had an accident that really in, in, in some ways kind of redefined parts of your life, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. So long story short, I was, um, putting up Christmas decorations. It was that time of year and we just had the house re-roofed and I have a two story house and I noticed some roofing nails in the gutters on the front where I'm decorating. So I realized, uh Oh, there's probably some in the back too. So when I went in the back, it's a whole different setup in the back. And I was had a magnetic bar. I'm fully extended. And I'm six foot three. I'm fully extended. And I've got that magnetic bar in the gutter above me trying to get these nails out. And I walked off of a, a, uh, a roof. Um, and I fell almost 13 feet onto concrete. So I crushed my arm and my wrist. And I uh, broke my back. And so, um, yeah, it was pretty wild. And then I, I just started, I just yelled because nobody knew I was out back. So my daughter came and found me and, uh, you know, it went on from there. And when the emergency workers came, uh, they didn't know because of how far I felt, how bad my arm looked, 
did I have internal bleeding, internal damage, whatever. So it took me trauma alert to the hospital. And at that point, I, I, you know, in those moments, you don't know, am, am I going to die? Um, is this it? What, what happened? So yeah, that was, that was a day. Wow. Yeah. 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 Are, are there things that maybe you, you saw or learned in that season that you go, here's, here's a lesson I learned there that may apply to some people's lives in this season. Yeah. My two biggies. Um, I was, um, because I went in trauma alert and I'm waiting for surgery twice while I'm waiting for surgery. I hear on the intercom, uh, emergency surgery. Um, a person had been shot in the head and then somebody had had a bad accident. So they don't schedule trauma. So I got bumped a couple of times. I'm in horrible pain. It's now the middle of the night. Alicia, my wife had gone home for just, you know, to refresh up, come back. And I'm just laying there and I just had to surrender and I'm not going to do it now for you. But I, I just said, Lord, I, I just surrender. And I, I sang, I surrender all. And, and uh, I didn't really care who heard me. I sang it really soft, but it was just my heart wanted to express that, that God, I, I have no idea what's next, but, but I surrender. Then in the weeks and months to come, um, it was really starting to deal with some questions of why. And I had people say dumb things. Well, the Lord just wanted you to rest. Well, if the Lord wanted me to rest, he could have encouraged me, go in and lay down instead of push, push me off the roof. You know, sometimes people, anyway, um, yeah. people, people need pastors. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I started to have my own questions. Why, why did this happen to me? And, and here's why I broke the law. It's the law of gravity that if you step off the roof, um, I don't care how anointed you would be, you will fall, you know, and I, and I got hurt. But in the end, my questions just didn't matter um, to me. It was a matter of, you're with me. I will learn whatever I'm, uh, the, God didn't cause it, but God can use it to teach. And he used it to develop some people around me too. And, and just kind of to clarify some things in, you know, in my own heart. So, so it was good. Like if, you're, if your house was on fire, you don't walk back and forth out front saying, I wonder how this caught on fire. I wonder, you know, you get a hose, you call 911, you, you, you just go and do what you need to do instead of walking around philosophizing. You know? yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm good now. I'm back to, I'm not a good golfer, but I've golfed some and bowled some. And so I, you know, I'm like 98% probably. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Praise God, because there, especially with your hand, I think there were some real questions there, weren't there? Of what yeah, really were. And it would be. It's my left hand, and I'm left-handed. Yeah. You know? So, but um, yeah, I would honestly most days I really don't think about it too much at all anymore. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, if you've got any like um, practical insight for folks, whether whether it's this coronavirus season or um, you know just just any time, I think you know. Tim, one of the things that I have just always so appreciated, you know, about you, like, okay, so there's a few things that I've just always, you know, we didn't necessarily grow up together. And we so should have. we should have, I think it'd been <laughs> a little more dangerous, you know, yeah. um, but, but those times, you know, and I don't know how much you realize this, that 
the influence that just your, your person, your presence has had in my life. I think, you know, and it, it's fun to see the places where humor connects and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can't just, you can't deny strong genetics with good looks. I mean, there's, there's, there's those kinds of things, you know, that, yeah. that play in. Um, but you have a, a, a gift, I think, to, to just shepherd people well. And I, I've watched that. I think I, I, I told you earlier when, when uh, your, your part of Florida was hit very hard by the hurricane, would that been in 18, 2018? Uh, we've had a number of 18, 16, I think 12. And I, I, I think it was that last one. I remember tuning in and watching you lead the, the congregation the Sunday after everybody came back and walking mm-hmm. through a time of communion. I just remember watching that and going, man, that was a lesson on how to shepherd and mm-hmm. just love people. Um, you, you have a, you have a gift for being able to communicate in a very clear way to people um, you know, about the, the, the very practical parts of faith. If somebody were to say, look, I'm in the middle of this crisis and I don't feel close to God right now. I, I'm not sure how to connect, you know, with him. Do you, do you have any just, just good insight to kind of encourage people and say, Hey, here's grab hold of this in this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think about it this way that if the only God we can trust is a God that we can figure out, then that's going to be a really puny God, you know, and, and our, our culture wants to figure everything out. And I'm very thankful that I have a God that can outthink me. You know, uh, Isaiah says his thoughts and ways are so much higher than our thoughts and ways. And I like it that way. I like a God that I can't stump, you know, say, you know, Hey God, I got this problem. And you go, Oh, I don't know what, let me Google it. You know, um, he doesn't have to do that. God outthinks us. And so I don't base my trust in God on everything I can figure out or anything that I really feel. And I just encourage people, if they really will get still, they're going to realize that some of the things they've been feeling is, is God drawing them, you know, to themselves. And I think we've made it way too hard. Um, you know, when I invite people to give their life to Jesus, it's a matter of just believing and accepting what Jesus did for us. Um, can I take 30 seconds on that? You can take as much time as you want. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. great. Well, you know, to me, here's here's the whole story. And here's the whole story. The story begins in a garden and it ends in a garden because, you know, God is a restorer. He's a creator. He's a redeemer. So it all started out perfect and then sin messed it up. My sin, Adam's sin, everybody's, everybody's sin. And that separated us from our heavenly father. And we couldn't earn our way back. Um, we couldn't pay it off. Nothing we could do to make that happen. But God so loved us that he wanted to close that gap again and get back in relationship. So he sent, sent his son, who be, that's Christmas, you know, the entrance of our savior into the world. And he became like us so that he could, you know, go to the cross for us, live that sinless life, went to the cross, got nailed to the cross. Second Corinthians says he became sin. He became our sin. Colossians says that he took the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. So all the charges against us, every, every failure of ours, he took it out of the way, out of the way between us and our heavenly father. And he nailed it to the tree, to the cross. 
And so it was out of the way. And Jesus said, I'm the way. And now you can come to the Father. And he died on that cross. And then he rose again from the dead. And this is what I say to folks. Jesus did all the, he did all the hard work. He did the heavy lifting. And so what we do is just accept that, just believe that. Jesus, you did that for me because God so loved me. You, you did all that so that I could be back in a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And here's the thing about the Heavenly Father. It's not just a, a home in heaven one day, which I am so grateful for, but it's help every day. I have Because my Heavenly Father sees me, knows me, cares for me more than the birds of the air um, and the flowers of the field. I have a home in heaven one day, and I have help in this life every day. And I have that relationship with God because of what Jesus did. So it's just, you know, whether you feel him or not, just say, Jesus, I, I believe this. I accept this and step across that line and something happens in your heart. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Man, that's good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I ask you just, just two other questions then? Sure. And, and thanks man for doing this. This is uh, honestly, this is only the, the, we're starting this during this season of time. This is only the second one that we've we've been able to record. And so, man, thank you for taking the time to do this. So you you gave me an idea before we got started. I think I'm going to ask everybody that does this for like a little show and tell. So do you have, I think you're sitting in your study at home, right? I am. Okay. If you, if you could look around and go, okay, I got, I got one thing I'm going to, I'm going to show everybody that I got here. Uh, And, uh, and, and so this is just like kindergarten. (laughs) Like a big guy from Toy Story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Is there a is there a story behind it? Um, you know, when I grew up, I had all the little plastic green army men. Yeah. And I and I played army all the time. And one day, my wife and I were in Hobby Lobby, and <laughs> um, and I saw this guy, and I said, "Yes." So, no one else would buy it for me. I bought it for myself. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Okay, one last question then. This is an easy one. Every, okay. every so often, somebody will ask me, um, "Hey, Pastor, when when you need to listen to a to a pastor, when you need to listen to a sermon, who do you listen to?" And I can tell you, Tim Gilligan at Meadowbrook Church in Ocala is is usually on the short list of of where I go. And so I, I would want to encourage people if you're if you're looking for some just some really good teaching from Scripture that can impact your life. Check it out. How can people uh, how can people find out a little bit more about Meadowbrook? Uh, well, online you can just go to mbcocala.com, mbcocala.com, and um, we have website. We also have an app, which is really cool. So you can go to the uh, app store for iPhone and whatever it's called for the other phones. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we have um, Meadowbrook Church app, and that's all free. And so. They can catch live stream. They can catch archive. They can get message notes and, you know, all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. And, and we're so glad we have all that set up because of, you know, our world today, but I, I get to share with a lot of like servers at restaurants when we went to restaurants, um, you know, and they say, Hey, we can't make it to church or, you know, it's a single mom working the, the night shift at a restaurant and, you know, she's not wanting to be there. She's having to be there. Yeah. And, can't get to church. And so, you know, used to years and years ago, they would pass out tracks. Now I just ask people, do you have a smartphone and direct them to that? Because then anytime 
of the day, night or day, anywhere in the world, you know, they can hear, you know, a message. So we think it's just an awesome tool and a, a big responsibility. Yeah. It, it's, it's really cool. And so if, especially during this season, if you're looking for, for some good encouragement, I'd go to NBCOcala.com and check out one of my favorite preachers. You know, I am, um, I'm thankful that we share the last name Gilligan. You know, we've talked about it before. I preached a couple of weeks ago, I think it was the first weekend in March, uh, and talked a little bit about the influence of, of one generation on, on future generations. And I know that we had a, a praying grandmother and grandfather who, who yeah. prayed for us. And, and I think that that really impacted our lives. Um, no doubt. No doubt and that the, the difference that that makes and, you know, thankful for, um, a, a father who, and I even just, I, I even think back to, especially his last couple of years who, who mm -hmm. modeled, you know, faith, even in the hard times and, yeah. uh, and, and did give us these genetic good looks. And so that's, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> Thanks, a, yeah, for sure. For sure. So any, any parting words? I, I just, man, I'm so proud of you. Seriously. Thanks. And I'm proud. I'm proud of Calvary. And, um, you know, Jesus, I, I, I say this all the time. I heard years ago, church is the hope of the world. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think church has made a lot of mess. Church done right mm. is the hope of the world. And everything that I see about Calvary Church, you guys are doing it right. That is my entire endeavor. We've got to get this right. Um, because one day we sit across the desk from Jesus, you know, and he goes, hey, what would you do with what I gave you to do. And, and I want to hear, I know you want to hear well done and yeah. I want to serve Jesus. Well, and I watch you serve Jesus. You're an authentic leader. Um, you've got that right balance of theological soundness and humor and a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. And, uh, great theologian, just, Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, I'm just super proud of you. I love you and your family and I'm watching your, your kids too you know, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. And, um, you know, that tells a whole lot about, you know, life at home. So you've done a great job with that. I, I just wish we got to spend more time together, but this has been a thrill uh, today. And I'm going to steal this idea and I'll probably have you on to do mine as well. Well, and when you do it, you just have to tell people, well, Pastor Gilligan thought of this. And uh, yeah, and then you, you just roll with it. So. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. Good. Tim, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. And uh, we'll, we'll be praying for you guys during this season as you navigate this. And thank you, uh, you thanks, for, thanks for speaking life into us today. You bet. I loved it. God bless you. Awesome. Thanks. Bye-bye.